Hi, and welcome back to From Tits to Toes. I am Dr. Michaela Rush, an OBGYN. And I am Dr. Ann Sharkey, a podiatrist. How's your week been? So far, so good. This past uh, weekend was pretty fun. We got to start off spring break, and then uh, we got to hang out together a little bit this yeah. uh, past weekend and hang out in, with the bees and yeah, we the drove kiddos. Out, drove out to your ranch and helped get a new beehive established. Meredith was so excited to wear her little bee suit. It was so <laughs> cute. I know. They're so cute in the little bee suits. I, love I know. It. It's just something about the outfit that you're like, oh my gosh, you're adorable and you're touching bees and it was amazing. The kids did so well with the bees. Like they were so calm and so interested and they weren't scared at all, which was amazing. I was surprised. You never know, right? As a parent in certain circumstances, you're prepared for all things to occur. There's a large bug in my office. <laughs> we should totally keep that in. Okay. <laughs> Time out. I need, I need to. Oh my God. Time out for the bug. It's so gross. Okay. What is it? where the large bug went. I'll get it. I'll get it. So bees, bugs, all the things, right? right. <laughs> We're at the ranch and we toured around. We had some barbecue. The kids had a blast on the swing, this like big swing. And um, the weather was perfect. Yeah, it was great. It was nice and relaxing. A good way to start off the spring break. So Yeah. And I know we were both in the office today, so we're kind of gearing up for a few days off, which means madness and craziness. Yeah. So now we're, yeah, exactly. But we do, we do have something to celebrate. And <laughs> for those of you that follow us on Instagram, you might know, but we got an email. The email. I can't remember exactly who, it was from some podcast site. Anyways, they were like, congratulations from tits to toes. <laughs> You are the number one position in the category medicine mm-hmm. podcast. Dun dun dun. In and the drum roll, of drum roll, drum roll. Vietnam and Ghana. Well, well, thank you to that one listener in Vietnam and Ghana that somehow switched from one other podcast <laughs> to ours, and um, now we're number one, so that's great. But, you know, in all seriousness, we work very hard on producing this every week, and so it was fun to get that email and celebrate that victory, and we hope everyone keeps listening and we grow that, and maybe we'll move up the rankings in the U.S. Yes, our goal is to move up the rankings in the U.S., obviously, but, um, but no, that's exciting. I mean, I didn't even know we had listeners in other countries and I'm thankful and grateful for all of our listeners. Right. I mean, we are, we're providing education all, all over. So for those of you listening in Ghana and Vietnam, I mean, shout us out on Instagram. Thank you. Message us. We want to know who's listening over there. Send us a question. (laughs) We want to know what you want to hear about. Yes. Um, well, and then today, why don't you tell them about our episode today? Yeah, we have an interesting one this week. This one's called don't be a douche. And it's, <laughs> I love it. And it's all about uh, douching and whether it's a yay or a nay. This is a good one, y'all. You're going you're gonna <laughs> to enjoy this. So I think with no further ado, let's get started. All right. So we have a new episode for you about douching. 
douching. Douching. Yeah. A whole episode, right? There's so many puns that can go along with it. It'd <laughs> be so good. Exactly. Why not have a whole episode on douching? So this one might be quick. It might be uh, pretty short because I have one sentence here. Um, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And we're done. And we're done. Yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty much it. Okay, so I might have a little bit more about it. But um, yeah, that's the bottom line. Don't do it, people. Come on. Like, this is crazy. Okay, so what is douching? So the word is French, obviously. It, came, it means to wash or to soak. So it's basically any sort of cleaning out the inside of the vagina with water or any other mixture of fluid. So there's different concoctions that are over the counter and available to purchase. Um, Most of them that are sold in the stores are going to be combinations of water with vinegar, baking soda, or iodine. But a lot of them have other things in there like fragrances and smells and things that, you know, just mess things up down there. So basically how it works is it's on a, there's a nozzle or some way that you can squirt it or inject it into the vagina. Um, people feel like, um, it helps to cleanse their vagina or make it smell better down there or something, but I'm not sure why people do it honestly, but I think, do you know why it originated? Was it always vaginal or could douche be used in a other term? Technically it's, it's the, it's the cleansing out of any type of organ or orifice. So you can okay. douche other things. Sure. Um, most of the time it's vaginal douching. Okay. So but yeah, technically you can um, cleanse out, clean other areas, but it's usually vaginally. But I mean, I think in, you know, I honestly, I don't know the history of where it actually is, yeah, like, why people started doing it to begin with, but I think people think that it's healthy sure. and that it cleanses the area, but it really doesn't. And I'll mm-hmm. kind of get into why it doesn't. Yeah. So douching is different from just washing the outside of the vagina during a bath or a shower. So rinsing the outside with warm water is healthy. So you want to rinse with warm water and mild soaps. Um, but douching or, you know, injecting fluid or water into the vagina can actually lead to different health problems. So we try not to do it. So most doctors, if not all doctors, do not recommend it. So nobody should really be doing it. Now, some statistics out there that I could find I found that it said one in five women ages 15 to 44 years old actually douche, which really? is mind boggling, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, who? No, don't do it, people. Stop. Make that statistic better. That's crazy. One in five? No. And also it comes down to, um, it looks like more African-American and Hispanic women also douche. Um, okay. So culturally it might be yeah. more... Prominent. So, um, so some of the studies have shown that also teens of all races in general and, et- and ethnicities are, are higher rates of it. So you no, know, I recently saw that whole Vagisil compa- campaign that I told you yes. about. Like, that is so sad that teenage yes. girls are being made to think that they need they're dirty and they need to be clean. Yes, clean. no, exactly. Yeah. So no, don't do it. Nobody needs to, and don't do it. Um, so vaginas. Let's talk about vaginas. It's a self-cleaning oven. You don't have to clean it. Like, it's a self-cleaning oven. <laughs> it is. That's what it does. So there are normal good bacteria that are in the vagina. So sure. a healthy vagina has a good and a little harmful bacteria, but there's a balance, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a normal balance of the bacteria in there and it keeps it acidic. So the environment of the vagina is meant to be acidic. The acidic environment actually protects the vagina from infections and irritations. Sure. So douching 
can cause an overgrowth of the harmful bacteria, which can lead to yeast infections, bacterial vaginosis, um, or if you already have yeast infections or bacterial infections, um, you can actually push the bacteria into the uterus or into the fallopian tube. So um, So certainly if you have any infectious process currently happening, douching is not going to make that better. Don't do that. It would make it worse. Right. Exactly. So, and you can actually cause more problems where if you're pushing bad bacteria or other infections up into the uterus, you can also put yourself in at increased risk of PID or pelvic inflammatory disease, um, which is a big problem. So, and that can lead to other fertility issues and all kinds of problems. Mm -hmm. So the health problems that have been linked to douching have been um, problems such as like bacterial vaginosis, which is a bacterial um, infection of the vagina where you have normal bacteria that kind of overgrows in an abnormal ratio, right? Okay. So um, people, it, it has been shown that people who douche often, like once a week, are five times more likely to develop bacterial vaginosis over women who don't. Wow. So some one of the questions we ask patients who have recurrent bacterial vaginosis or BV infections, we ask them, like, are you douching? Do you do like you know, trying sure. to figure out why are you getting them so often? Like, why do you have it so often? So, but people feel like they have another infection. So I need to clean it and I need to do it again. So douching more makes it worse. And then they keep getting recurrent infections. If you have bacterial vaginosis, is that like a yeast infection? It's similar to a yeast infection. It's an easy treatable one. It's just an, uh, an imbalance of the vaginal bacteria. Symptoms-wise, so, though, for a, for a patient, do they experience mm-hmm. something similar to a yeast infection or is it a little different? It's usually more of an odor and okay. probably like a different type of a color discharge, like yellow or sometimes greenish. So it can have more of an odor to it versus yeast infections are more like itching and then yeah. white, uh, thick white kind of a discharge. But usually it's more of an odor and kind of a different color or th- it could be thinner too, okay. um, like a fishy odor, some people call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so also pelvic inflammatory disease um, is linked to it, which we talked about a second ago. Um, which is an infection in the reproductive organs, which can also lead to um, fertility problems. Yeah. Um, STIs are more so. If you have an infection vaginally, sometimes wiping that out, that that vaginal flora helps to fight off infections. So sometimes you're at increased risk for getting an STD or STI. Um, you can also get more irritation and dryness if you're constantly wiping out your normal flora down there. Um, you can get more irritation and dryness. So. So the question is, if you have vaginal odors and uh, discharge or problems, should you be douching? Um, No, that's the point. Don't. No, it just makes it worse. If you have odor and you have colors in your discharge or you have weird stuff going on down there, that's when you call your doctor. So if it smells bad, if it's itching, if it's thick, white, yellow, green, burning, red, swelling, I mean, pain with urinating, any sort of pain during sex, anything like that. That's when you call your doctor. Oh, you know, it sounds like reasons not to go to Walgreens and buy something off the shelf, no. but instead to call your doctor. No, yeah, that's when you just call your doctor. Don't, yeah. don't squirt things up in there. That's just going to make it worse. So yeah. So what's the best way to clean your vagina? So I guess that's the, the question. So why people do it, right? So I feel unclean or I need to clean it. How do I clean it in there? Um, like I said, it's a self-cleaning oven. You don't need to do anything inside Internally, of it. Internally, you need to clean nothing. Right. Externally, vulva, labia, yes. just wash normal water, soap exactly. water. Exactly. Yes. So it's best to let your vagina clean itself. 
Um, it makes mucus. So that mucus helps to wash away any blood, semen, vaginal discharge, all of that. So it, it cleans itself. If you're worried about odor, you talk to your doctor. So it's sometimes you can have certain odors that can be normal and certain discharge can be normal, but that's when you need to figure out with your doctor what's normal and what's not. So the more you wipe out all that normal flora in your vagina, the more you get problems. You can keep your vagina clean and healthy by washing the outside with water, warm water and the mild soaps. You don't want to use perfume soaps or any sort of um, irritating type uh, soaps that can make it more irritated in general. Um, it can cause dryness and all of that. So you want to kind of have mild soaps like Dove or things that are unscented are usually preferred. And then avoiding any sort of objects down there like scented tampons, pads, powders, sprays, all these things that are meant to be for like... So backwards, like a scented tampon. What on earth? I know. What, and I've never... Well, I've never seen them, but I read about them and I, I know of them. Yeah. But no, don't put scented tampons in there. That's going to just irritate things. No so can, just yeah. make it just plain, cotton, normal. <laughs> like just don't. That's all you need to do in there. I don't know. So any of those things can irritate the vaginal mucosa or irritate the vagina in general and increase the risks of getting an infection in general. There's other questions about, should I douche if I have unprotected intercourse? Will it protect me if my con- if the condom breaks or if I have unprotected intercourse? Um, no, it does not. It's not a form of birth control. It never has been and never will be. Um, douching does not just wash away the sperm. It can actually I mean, push it up in there. You said it can push it up further. And you could increase your risk of STIs or sexually transmitted right. infections. So, no, it's not a form of birth control, so don't do it. If you have unprotected intercourse and need emergency contraception, call your doctor or go to the pharmacy. I know there's some that are over the counter. Right. So call your doctor. Again, call the doctor. And another question about uh, pregnancy. Can it affect pregnancy? Uh, there are There is some research out there that says it can make it harder to get pregnant. So there's a study out there and some data that says women who douched at least once a month had a harder time getting pregnant than those who didn't. And there are some studies out there saying it may be harmful and fertility wise, you know, you yeah. should probably not do it anyway. Okay. Um, there is also some studies and some data out there saying there's an increased risk of an ectopic pregnancy. So yeah. So the bottom line is don't do it. So there's, there's no need. We can say, don't be a doucher. Don't be a doucher. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have questions, call your doctor. Uh, yeah, bottom line. Yeah, leave your vagina alone. It knows what to do. It knows how to clean itself. <laughs> like, come on. No, but if, yeah, I mean, if the bottom line is if you have an issue down there and there's a problem or an odor or something, call your doctor to see if it's normal or not. And we have tests we can run. We can take a look. We can check it out. We can fix it. But yeah, All right. don't do it. I like oh. it. And I also, I was going to say, I also took a look on Target. So what's available out there? So I, I picked up the app. So I have my Target app. So I'm picking a general Target's everywhere. So let's see. So Target-wise, these are examples of the products that are used for douching or uh, the brands that are used or that are out there. So Summer's Eve is what pops up through Target. So Summer's Eve, and there's different kinds, and they, some have different fragrances. Some are plain, like a just regular vinegar and water one. And then some have 
Island Splash douche, which I don't even know. I don't want to know. So I so Summer's Eve is one. Vagisil is the one we were talking about earlier. So that one has that new push, right? So there's different forms of products out there. So there's different washes or sprays. One of them is a dry wash. I don't even know oh. what a dry wash is. Vagisil. Odor block dry wash. Don't spray things on your vagina down there. No, just no. Don't do it. Some things online when you search for it are trying to keep the pH more of a normal pH. So there are some things like boric acid suppositories, which actually aren't bad. Those are over the counter. You can find those or they can be prescription at compounding pharmacies. But boric acid suppositories are helping to keep the vagina in its normal acidic state. So it doesn't get more alkalotic, but it keeps it more acidic. So would you use that for like a um, patient who chronically gets yeast infections and needs to go on antibiotics and you, could you use that preemptively? Some patients do. I usually, I usually go to the boric, boric acid suppositories when patients have recurrence over and over and nothing's really working. Okay. So we will go to that sometimes, but it looks like they are available even through Target. Like it looked like oh. there were some on there that I didn't okay. know you can get them at Target, but we usually order them through um, compounding pharmacy. Yeah. So any of these wipes, there's some wipes on here. Don't don't wipe weird wipes on there either. But at least wipes are more external. Yeah. So, Still yeah. probably a lot of chemicals and fragrances though. But yeah. Yeah. So those are the majority of the more uh, popular okay. douches. But I know some people make homemade douches. And so don't just mix up vinegar, water, and other weird stuff. And throw it like in a there. turkey baster or what? Yeah. I mean, you, I guess. Yeah. You can probably put whatever you want in there. Oh, the beer bomb. I will not be providing a live demonstration of that. No. No. Yeah. There's not going to be a live demonstration of that. I. Just, yeah. <laughs> so, bottom line, don't do it. I think that's important. I mean, it's been a lot in the media lately, and people talking about it, and um, for females and young girls, especially who are facing some of these questions, it's important to spread the proper information. So, yeah. don't do. Call your doctor. Yeah. Bottom line, don't do All it. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Rush. <laughs> Welcome. That's it for today. Last week's episode was about ingrown toenails and seemed to be quite popular. We did receive one question from a listener about toenails, and the question was regarding regrowth of a toenail after multiple incidences of trauma and loss of the toenail. And in those circumstances, it can be hard to tell as a podiatrist looking at the toenail whether a nail will grow back or not. Usually if it's the first incidence of trauma and the nail falls off or for some reason we have to remove a nail in the office, it will grow back. A growth of a toenail occurs over six to 12 months depending on the person. And unless we're doing something like a matrixectomy where we talked about using a chemical to burn the growth cells, we expect for the nail to grow back. However, I have seen in patients who frequently lose toenails, such as maybe marathon runners or people who are chronically stubbing their toes or bumping their toes and the nail is repeatedly falling off, that at some point, the nail either partially grows back and gets stunted or just stops growing back altogether, even though nothing permanent was done in a doctor's office to make this happen. So there's some of this like, I don't know, it may or may not. Um, and there's no exact answer, but the chances are if it is the first time a nail has ever fallen off or first time a nail's ever been removed, it will grow back just fine. All right. Thanks for that question. 
Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. We have been loving all the feedback and the questions that we are receiving, so just keep them coming. Don't forget, if you want to leave us a voice message, it's very easy. Just go to the link at the bottom of the description in the episode. You can even hear your question or comment on the show. And remember to subscribe so you'll be the first to know every time we release a new episode. We're so grateful for all of the downloads, the rates, and reviews. These help to drive our podcast up in the rankings and make it easier for others to find us. Have an interesting idea or question you want answered on the podcast? Send us an email at tits2toespodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at from tits to toes. And remember, keep your tits up and your toes down. <laughs>